Hello there, I'm Rishman Vice, and welcome to another episode of All Girls Raw, the podcast. Can't believe it, we're at episode eight. Thank you so much to all of you that have been tuning in. And I hope you've discovered something new with the amazing women that we've been featuring. And that leads me nicely on to today's guest. Bev Logan is a runner, a mother, a businesswoman, entrepreneur. She started Badass Mother Runners. It's an online women-only community group where they support, advise and encourage each other through their running journeys. And Bev joins me today. Welcome, Bev. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm very, very happy to be here. Lovely to talk to you. Oh, we're very excited to have you. Just to start off, can you tell me a little bit about your childhood? Were you that kid at school that I envied because you loved PE and you were really sporty? Oh, no, not at all. Couldn't be further away. I was the the kid that hated, hated PE. Absolutely hated it. I think I'd have a note off my mum most weeks or pretend that I had my period. I just wasn't very good at it. I just, I think there's those kids who just naturally excel. And if you fall into that category, brilliant. But if you don't, then you're hanging out with me on the sidelines of the hockey pitch moaning. Yeah, no, I just wasn't naturally sporty. And I don't know. I think I've been left with a permanent hangover from school sports. Like, oh, I know, let's run a thousand metres off the cuff in front of our peers. No, thanks. That's going to be horrendous. We all know it is. Um, so, yeah, no, hated it. Absolutely couldn't stand it. <laughs> <laughs> but then that leads me to my next question, which is when and why and how did you take up running? Um, I started running about five years ago. It was the classic after Christmas. Um, I think I've eaten too many pies, probably should join a gym. I think we all kind of go through the post-Christmas nonsense, but I sort of phoned around a couple of gyms and I was like, oh, how much? But I don't even like the gym. Why Why am I going to pay for this? And I don't like it. And, you know, whenever I used to go to the gym, I just like fuss around for 40 minutes and not actually do anything worthwhile. But my friend in work suggested Couch to 5K and I, I'd never heard of it. I was like, what on earth is that? And she was like, oh, it's just, it's running. I was like, oh, I don't run. I can't run for a bus. And she's like, that's the point. You know, you start off, it's like half an hour, three times a week, and it builds you up from running, you know, from nothing to to being able to run 5K or run for 30 minutes. And I was like, mm, very, very sceptical. But it was free. And I was like, mm, okay, I think I had some like 12 quid trainers under my bed, dusty somewhere. And um, so on one very wet, dark January evening, I was like, okay, let's have a go. And uh, went running around my village and thought I was going to throw up but um yeah I got it done and sort of the more you go through the plan and you start ticking off the weeks you get that kind of you start to get that feeling of euphoria because you're like I'll never run for three minutes I'll never run for five minutes I'll never run for eight minutes and you do and I was just like I actually can't believe this and I'd never felt like that before and I think as I sort of started to get to the point where I could run for 30 minutes, I mean, no one was more amazed than I was. What I discovered that I didn't realise was a way to cope with a really stressful job and got totally bitten by the running bug, as they say. I remember doing Couch Potato to 5K and I remember that very first run that you do. And it's something like 
run for a minute, walk for a minute. And I don't think I ever thought that I could even get through that. The thing that I often think about when it comes to running is that it hurts when you first start. And it's the thing that nobody talks about. Yeah, I still say that I don't like running, but I love the feeling after running. Yeah, it's that sense of accomplishment, isn't it? And also for you to look like the people that you see down the road running all the time. You're like, yeah, I look like one of them. I used to think they were all mad. I was like, what are they doing? What a bunch of weirdos running in the rain. Never get me doing that. (laughs) So what then inspired you or led you to start up Badass Mother Runners? I was trying to get that right. Badass Mother Runners. (laughs) Yeah, it's a bit sweary. Oh, gosh. Right. So I started running and like I said, running became more of sort of a mental health benefit than anything I mean I'd, I'd come home from a stressful job like agitated and not knowing what to do with myself and I'd go for like a 5k around the village and come back feeling all better and, and motivated and you know ready to sort the kids out and everything and and I think that was kind of like a really happy side effect of what I discovered through running I ended up leaving that job and getting my absolute dream job I was just like oh my god this is amazing I'm so lucky to love what I do and I worked in PR and comms and brand management and social media and stuff and I was just like oh I am so lucky that I I get to do this every day and you know I was able to to work with this particular company on taking them through a full rebrand and it was all the strategy and I was like oh my god this is awesome and then 18 months later I got the sack and I was just like I'm sorry what I had been on a holiday. We'd taken the kids to Disney World for two weeks, like the holiday of a lifetime that I'd been promising Elizabeth since she was three. Um, she turned 11 when we were there. And the day I went back, to HR called me in and they were like, you're not good enough to keep your job. You can leave by the side door. Tra. And. I mean, that's, that's so harsh. Yeah. It wasn't just me. Was there any warning or anything? Did you at all have any kind of inkling that something wasn't working? Not to the point where I thought my job was at risk. I mean, um, I'd spoken to my line manager about improving my copywriting. I'd looked into courses that I could go on. But to be honest, it was such a small part of my job. And when I asked about training, they were like, oh, yeah, no, we're not really going to bother doing that. I was like, right, okay then. But they got rid of me. They got rid of loads of other middle management people we've sort of half joked since that it was kind of like the end episode of a series of game of thrones where like half the main cast get wiped out and nobody quite knows what's going on it was awful and it was like i think we all kind of like suffer with imposter syndrome sometimes and i think to have that secret fear that you have that you're not good enough actually vocalized by somebody else really really hit me a lot harder than I wish it had I was a mess for quite a while it was it was not great but I think that I'd probably always walked a fine line with depression since probably having my kids so like I say Elizabeth's 14 now you know on on more than one occasion I sort of found myself in the doctor's office crying filling in the form you have to tick to like establish your level of depression and I was never quite depressed enough shall we say to actually probably get the help I needed and when I lost my job it kind of just like catapulted me into the abyss sort of thing I was just 
devastated. I mean, I'd, I'd lost sort of like all my confidence, my self-worth, my family security, everything. It, it was just horrible. And that year, ironically, I was, I pledged to run six half marathons for mind. And as you do, you know, yeah, let's run six half marathons. What a good idea. My mood after everything happened was so low that I couldn't run. I just stopped, stopped training, but I pledged to do these half marathons. So I would turn up on race day, having barely trained, forced myself around the course, probably crying, vowed that I'd never ever run again. And I was just, just a mess. It was just awful. And as sort of time went on, you know, we, we sort of pick, pick ourselves up as we do. I, I was lucky enough to get myself a lovely new job with really, really lovely people. They just restored my faith in humanity that, you know, people can behave and treat you nicely. Took myself off to the doctors, got myself some sertraline to help, you know, help with my mood and my anxiety, um, which got me back to running. And I was like, oh, brilliant. You know, things are starting to to look up, you know, I'm okay, this is fine. And then I got injured and I was like, oh, now I haven't got running again. That's really rubbish. And I can't remember who it was said to me that I was just like, I was talking about the six mar half marathon journey and I was like, oh, I was terrible. I should have run faster. I should have done, you know, why was I so awful? And somebody was like, you still ran six half marathons. That's really badass. And I was like, Actually, yeah, it is a bit, isn't it? Why, why are women so down on themselves? Why are we so, so critical of everything that we do? Like nothing is ever good enough. And we're so sort of self-depreciated and just like, no, we're terrible. We're awful. We're, you know, we fear judgment and we're just really down on ourselves all the time. I'm like, this is absolutely ridiculous. And when women support women, it's just magical. It's just absolutely amazing. If you ask a woman to describe her best friend, she will tell you about this incredible goddess who's just glorious and wonderful and kind and funny and stunning and amazing. But if you ask a woman to describe herself, she'd tell you a very, very different story. Um, one night I was sat at my kitchen table crying because I'm still a bit cry at this stage, saying to my husband, I was like... <laughs> I'm going to start an online community for mums who run and I'm going to call it badass mother runners because it sounds a bit sweary and and maybe if I can make other women feel badass then maybe a little bit will rub off on me. Um, I did and turns out I do know how to do PR and comms and social media and I do know how to manage a brand and now I get to pour all my lovely energy into something for me and something for all other women and... It's just turned into something incredible that I can't quite believe. That's amazing. It just sort of strikes me there that so much of how we view ourselves is based on the opinion of somebody else. Yeah, I mean, I think as I'm getting older, I care less what other people think. It's, But I think I don't know how much of that has come through having what I went through. I mean, I know... You know, people are like, oh, it's only a job. You know, I'm like, yeah, it was only a job. You know, I was fine. It shouldn't have been the end of the world that it was. But it it literally ruined my confidence. It was awful. But it's back now, so. And it's so sad that it needs to be that way. There are two things that strike me the most about the badass community. First is the amazing stories that women have for why they took up running in the first place. 
So, you know, that could be from someone who's been battling illness to somebody who a mum who needs an outlet away from the family, for example. And secondly, just how kind and genuinely supportive this community is. Like it really struck me because there's no competitiveness and also there's absolutely no judgment. Is that something that was sort of tried to to achieve? It is, but it's something that's come really naturally. It's the the women in the group are just phenomenal. And considering there's five and a half thousand of them now, as the group has grown, I've kind of had this like nervousness that that's a lot of women in one place. And surely, inevitably, there's going to be some sort of fallout. But there, there just never has been. And I, it's just the most magical little corner of the internet. It sounds completely cheesy, but everybody is very much understanding that all runners are on their own journey and what's fast to somebody might be slow to somebody else and what's a long distance to someone might be a short distance to someone else I mean I before I set it up I was a member of like various online groups and some of them you're not allowed to post your times you're not allowed to post your distance you're not allowed to post anything stat related in case you upset somebody and they feel bad I'm like I'm sorry but if you've just smashed out your best run you should be able to shout that from the rooftops and feel amazing. And again, I think with women having that sort of self-depreciation of, oh, I'm terrible, I'm rubbish. You know, we have women who are like, oh, you know, I went out and I only ran a mile. And, you know, you've got 5,000 women in your phone who are like, yeah, you go, you did amazing. Well done, you. Considering all we talk about is running, you know, the conversation just keeps flowing and everyone is so lovely. I mean, it's... It's nice when you you see actual like real friendships being made and women being brought together because of the group. Or I sometimes get messages off people saying that the group has helped them through grief or relationship breakdown or, uh, you know, mental health issues. And I'm just like, wow, that is amazing because being a mum can be really lonely. You can be surrounded by people, but still feel incredibly lonely. Like I was never one for going to to parent and toddler class and I was never I'm not a very chatty mum at the school gate so I just find it all a bit scary and I probably come across as really standoffish and I'm not I just a bit scared <laughs> and just like I said the women are just so encouraging of each other I've just never known anything like it we, we say it's like drunk girls in bathrooms like you know those girls you meet when you're out and you've had too many glasses of wine and you're all in the toilet and I was like you're just a person in the world and I don't know who you are but I just think you're marvellous it's like that but sober and more about running <laughs> while you're while you're holding their hair and they're being sick absolutely I totally get it yeah yeah it's like I don't know you but I just think you're great and you can dump your boyfriend he's horrible <laughs> is there a particular story of a mum in the group that's really touched you at all oh my god I don't think I could even pick just one they're all so amazing. I mean, it, I think it's just when you see people's progress. It's like, I mean, for example, one of my, my friends, she's actually a friend. She's a friend of mine because our daughters are friends. And she came and joined the group. She was starting Couch to 5K and, and just watching her progress. And now she's off to London next week to do the London Landmarks Half by herself, her first ever race. And I'm just like, oh, my God, that's incredible. And just seeing people get through tough times and get through 
you know, all the drama that we all have going on in our lives and stuff. And, you know, especially with mental health and the pandemic we've all been trying to get through. Running has been such a huge help to so many people. We've got the blog on the website that we get a lot of women to share their stories through because people just think that, oh, it's just, you know, just me running. And it's like, oh, my God, you know, your story inspires so many people, you know. We've got people, you know, who've run through illness or who have taken on these incredible challenges, you know, or we've got people who who just want to get to be able to run around the block. It's every single person's got their own challenge and it's just absolutely phenomenal watching these women smash it. How did you go from starting the online community now to turning it into a business? I mean, how did that model work? Gosh, let me think. Right, so we started... We started with the Instagram page in the November. I think by the Christmas, we had the Facebook group and the Facebook page. And the Facebook group was tiny at the time. And sort of people were like, oh, you know, I want badass mother runners on a hoodie. And I always sort of said to my husband, like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if, like, I could have it on a hoodie? Because it's quite sweary and quite funny. And when people started asking for hoodies and T-shirts, it was like, oh, my God, are we going to do this? Okay, okay, let's do this. But if we're doing it, we're doing it properly. And we literally took, like, I had 500 quid that my mum had given us for emergency. She'll kill me when she hears this. And I spent it on her teeth. <laughs> and we found, like, a lovely local screen printer. I wanted nice hoodies. I didn't want to just, like, whack our logo on crap hoodies. I was like, I want them to be the nicest hoodies. These mum deserve the best. And it literally started off with one box of hoodies in the corner of my kitchen. And then as the group grew, people were like, oh, what about a technical t-shirt? I'm like, oh my God, I don't know anything about that. Okay, let's figure that out. We did that. And it was only ever supposed to be a side hustle. It was just going to be this hobby that made me happy. You know, I could fit it around work because the times that I needed to be online were like either first thing in the morning or in the evening. So it fit around my nine to five. But then COVID came and I was put on furlough. And that meant weirdly that I could dedicate full-time hours to it whilst on furlough for my regular job so I was put on furlough in the March and then in October I got made redundant but because I'd been able to to build it obviously lots of people doing running in the pandemic to keep feeling better when I got made redundant in the October it was okay it was the, probably the push I needed to grow up here and actually do it full-time so it still amazes me that it's a full-time job well, I think when you're doing something that you absolutely love, it doesn't even feel like a job. Yeah, I still feel like I'm skiving. I'm supposed to go back to work at some point. <laughs> <laughs> What's the one thing that your business did that you just didn't expect it to do? I don't know, just take off to the point that it has. I mean, we always wanted to do something we were proud of. For, for me, it's never been about, like I say, just whacking our logo on a hoodie and trying to sell as many as possible. We do um, a donation from every sale to Women's Aid. We always make sure that our kit is the best. You know, we just, we want women to feel awesome in our kit. Um, You know, I have women who describe wearing their their badass top as like a superhero cape. Makes them feel more badass. And you're like, yeah, the fact that it's just a t-shirt, that's all it is. But the fact that it can make women feel empowered, I, I couldn't honestly have wished for anything more than that. It just... And now with races coming back and and everybody's starting to look out for other badass mother runners at races. And honestly, if you if you're a badass mother runner and you see somebody else in a in a top, you know, people just go nuts. <laughs> it's like, 
And actually, just sort of picking up on your point of looking after each other, I know from friends that I've spoken to, some who are non-runners, actually, and they're sort of sometimes worried about taking up running, sometimes because of the sexual harassment that comes with it. And I know that this is something close to your heart and you've been involved in the We Will campaign, which is a campaign to raise awareness of sexual harassment of women running. Can you tell us a little bit more about that, please? I think the problem with this is that it has become normally accepted, which is the biggest problem, I think. The fact that we teach our girls, you know, oh, you can't go down there, you mustn't wear that, hold your keys in your hand, you know, that has become the expectation. Yeah, I think the the biggest issue that we have today is the fact that women being harassed has become normal. It's very much normalised, the fact that, you know, whenever we go out, I tell my friends, text me when you get home. That's normal. Boys don't do that. Boys, My husband never says to his friends, oh, text me when you get home. You know, it just doesn't happen. The fact that I have two daughters and, you know, it's the way we talk to them about, well, you can't go there by yourself and you can't do this by yourself. And, you know, what about what about this and what about the other? And well, you shouldn't wear that. And I'm like, you know, I mean, why should I tell my daughters they can't wear things? Because the behaviour of a man, like my girls and all myself are not responsible for the behaviour of someone who's going to sexually harass us. You know, we there have been incidents in the group where women have said that they've been a victim of a, you know, harassment or assault and that kind of thing. And all we can all do is keep reporting it every single incident is keep reporting it like I say things like you know catcalling or aggressive behavior where guys will slow their vans down and stuff it's not acceptable and it's not okay and the fact that like I say it's just become universally tolerated the fact that now people are starting to speak up and say no do you know what it's not okay absolutely it's not okay you know why are we asking victims what were you wearing what the hell is that going to do with anything Women are now standing up and, you know, there's a lot of guys as well who are just like, yeah, it's not acceptable. And how can we make women feel safer when they're running? I mean, I'm quite lucky. I mean, I live in, you know, South Wales where it's relatively safe anyway. But I had a conversation with my my youngest daughter's headmaster and he he's a runner. And he was saying about how he was running to school. I was like, oh, amazing. What route did you take? Oh, blah, blah, blah. I ran down the canal. And I was like, oh, I bet that was lovely. I said, I won't run down there by myself. It was just so, such a natural, why, yeah, I just won't run down there by myself. That's really rubbish that he can do that. He can go and run down there and feel completely confident. But as a woman, I would feel very intimidated running down there by myself. So, yeah, campaigns like the We Will campaign are just amazing. It's it's really good for raising awareness. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I know that when it's winter time and it gets darker earlier, when I was running, it would make me think, oh, I've got to get that run done before it gets dark because of this very reason. And that's just something that men don't have to do. They just take it for granted that they don't think about it. But it's something that women think about all the time. Should I get into this taxi by myself? Let me make sure I get the number plate. You know, I will text my friends when I get home. My friend hasn't texted me. I must call her and check she's home okay. Oh, don't go walking down there on your own at night. Don't. 
it's been ingrained in us since we were young enough. To, <laughs> I can't even remember. It's normal for us. And that is, that's what worries me the most. The fact that women protecting themselves. Can you tell me, why is this community so important for mums? Um, I think it's just, I think we all needed it so badly without realising that we needed it. I couldn't find what I was looking for online. So by setting it up myself, hoping that other people would join in and and get it as well, has just been amazing. And you can, it just radiates positivity. And I just can't believe how lucky we've been. And, you know, women have found friends and they've made real connections through the group you know women they might never meet they could live on opposite ends of the country but the fact that they've they've forged those friendships and have that support now in their phone you know it's like I think the way that we communicate and stuff has changed so much over the last sort of 15 years I mean when I was a new mum there was there was no Facebook I had a MySpace page you know I'm quite glad I wasn't there for the the comparative nature that that sort of social media can like incite in us but I, I do think that people are very responsible for their own social media consumption and if it makes you feel rubbish switch it off you know don't be friends with people who make you feel miserable you know fill your feed full of stuff that inspires you or makes you feel amazing and you know find find your tribe you know I think that's what badass mothers is is it's like all those women who are looking for their tribe have just found it and there's that solidarity that everybody gets it and I honestly never thought we'd be as lucky as we are in what it's become it's just amazing it's just a place full of kindness I think which is lovely so what are your plans for the future with it where do you want to take this what what are the next steps really oh gosh at the minute I'm still amazed at the way we are. Like, my God, we're in the, like, the Welsh Startup Awards, which is just phenomenal. And yeah, we've, we've got big plans. I'm trying to build a new website at the moment. And, um, obviously, as long as it just keeps growing the way that it's growing and it keeps helping people and we can keep spreading positivity, I'm happy. I just want it to keep its ethos and keep its, it's more than just selling stuff and making money it's it is about the community and it is about the feel-good factor if you could say anything to somebody who thinks that running isn't for them and that they can't do it what could you say to encourage them to do it especially after you know your experiences oh yeah I used to be that person and we we often say when somebody's like, oh, I really enjoy running. It's like, oh, welcome to the dark side. <laughs> it's like, it, it just, the mental health benefits are just phenomenal. And one of the hardest, hardest things is just putting on a pair of trainers and getting out the door. Like, you don't have to run a marathon. You don't have to run miles. You could run around the block. You can run walk. You can, you can do anything, but you'll feel so much better. And online running communities are just the most amazing places. I didn't even know they existed. I didn't know I needed them until I found them. And then I was just like, this is what's been missing. And I think anybody who thinks they can't run totally can. Do the Couch to 5K because it's awesome. <laughs>
Oh, thank you so much. And thank you so much, Bev, for your time. And I'm super excited to follow you and to get those running shoes back on. Yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> oh, gosh, I'll keep you updated with that. Oh, no, thank you so much for having me. It's been lovely talking to you. Thank you very much. Thanks. That's it for today. Thanks for joining me. I'll be back with another episode of All Girls Raw, the podcast. In the meantime, please give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at All Girls Raw. And please do get in touch and leave a review. Until next time, bye.